Hello everyone. Welcome to Making Data Speak and I am your host Sachin Tonk. The amount of data we produce every day is truly mind-boggling. 90% of today's data is created in the last 2 years. The current pace of data capturing poses a significant challenge for data professionals in terms of how to manage and utilize data. The Making Data Speak podcast series is the result of my passion to explore both the art and science of data. In each episode we unveil the hidden stories, connect points and paint the data picture for businesses and consumers together with thought leaders and experts across the region. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or on my website sachintong.com. Stay tuned for more. This is a podcast disclaimer before we start the session. The content of this podcast does not and is not meant to provide professional advice. The views, information and opinions expressed during Making Data Speak podcast are solely those of individuals involved and do not represent the individuals current or past employer, organization or committee. Data is everywhere. But what is stopping us? from creating real time and on demand insights it is critical to seek new ways to obtain dynamic insights to support rapid and accurate decision making for businesses on demand analytics will be a game changer and a backbone to support key transformation so the key question is how to have spotify of analytics to empower everyone to generate their own insights with the latest frameworks and technology tools to discuss this and more i am joined by the co-founders of decodum ai a robo research firm that is building a platform for bite-sized insights harsha angeri and nishadath have built multiple products and startups and are now building a platform for on demand analytics welcome nisha and harsha great to have you on the show thank you for having harsha and me on the show we are excited to be here so my first question what is data deluge let's start with nisha first to now to come to your coming to your question on data deluge i would say that if you had to really define it very simply it's availability of too much information but not enough insight or you know actionable information so for example if you were to go and look for how to bake a red velvet cake you don't get a handful of good recipes right you get 15 million results and what do you do with it then again this is just in personal life but if you are a, actually a small business owner that's looking to make investments or understand emerging technologies on the horizon and you go looking for that result you actually get around 300 million results so the insight is lost in all this noise and it's really very difficult for it's i would say it's humanly impossible to actually sort through this kind of data and come up with something that's useful the flip side of this is that it also tells us that there is high quality information that's out there it's just that it's scattered around this 300 million results and the reader must now go to every source read and draw their own inferences to the extent it's possible for anyone to do but this is exactly where we need to cut the noise and give people which is i would say you know objective semblance of truth another issue we have seen that's you know that happens with data deluges how easy it is to create echo chambers we have seen polarity in the world and after all we are human beings and we are victim of our own confirmation bias and we tend to gravitate to information that most resonates with our experience and not necessarily the truth so for instance if i go looking in my on network can i ask them the question that what would you want to learn mainframe or versus quantum computing what do you think the world is tending towards what the response i found from my network was overwhelmingly quantum computing because maybe those are the circles and those are the circles that i move in 
But if you actually go and look at the data and analyze the information, you see that five times more people are likely to learn mainframe than quantum computing. This is, you know, just a simple example to illustrate how easy it is to fall into our own version of the truth. And um, they're talking about the, the deluge, you know, this wasn't a very big issue five years ago, but now it's increasingly getting worse with more and more people and organizations coming online. So the data trails that are being left are massive, actually. There is a lot of information and misinformation, and we will see the impact of this deluge even more acutely in a couple of years from now. Okay, so I think the well said, digital transformation Everybody is talking about going digital. Last one, one and a half years, we have seen things have changed drastically. This brings to my new point, which is reinvention of business model. Every business is struggling a lot nowadays. The things which used to work before is not working now. I can give an example of financial industry. A lot of relationship managers used to have a lot of personal meetings to have that kind of personal touch with the customers because it's, it's always relationship building. And the fundamentals of financial industry is also on, on, on the personal touch, relationship building, trust. And this is all hap was happening through personal touch. But after COVID, everything is happening virtually digital and every business model is trying to reinvent the business, their business approach. So Harsha, what, what, how does this data and this insights will help in, in this, uh, this whole journey of reinventing of business model? Okay. I mean, first of all, it, the pace of change is just humongous, isn't it? I think we are all day to day facing that. So let me try and answer your question in two parts. First, let's step back and think about what's really happening. So we all understand, right? Knowledge is uh, power. But given that the pace of change is so huge, what's increasingly happening is that time is becoming the most critical asset. So if you see in the recent past, a lot of uh, money has been thrown at actually saving time. So a lot of the big innovations that have come in the recent past is about convenience, simplification, it's about less drudgery, if you will. Now, on the other side, what do we have to process all this information? It's the same brain, right? And one can actually see the architecture of the brain, if you will. And it's not really changed, I think, over centuries, but certainly not over the last 20, 30 years that we have seen this uh, deluge. So you have this fire hose of data literally coming at you, and you have the same brain hardware. So what's going to happen? So you cannot process that kind of deluge. And with all the issues that Nisha kind of painted, your ability to consume knowledge, one could argue, is going to go down over a period of time. But the news is all not that bad. Humanity has been to these kind of positions before. And we have come out of it through inventions. We invented language. We invented printing. So what did printing do? You could go back, learn about history and not make the same mistakes. So your productivity actually went up. Internet happened. So similarly, if you want to move forward in this uh, deluge, given the same brain hardware, that uh, we have to come up with a new layer that can help us increase our knowledge per unit time. I think that's the key metric uh, to start uh, thinking about. Now, let me address another aspect that you talked about in terms of business models. So the businesses are going through the same flow, right? The same deluge is happening there. So internet has literally connected uh, everybody to everybody else. So there's a lot of cross-fertilization of ideas. And when there is cross-fertilization of ideas, obviously there is a lot of new innovations, new business models coming up. So it's almost natural, I would say, that there's a new model that's coming up every day. And obviously, organizations start struggling to understand customers, market insights, where the next disruption 
is going to come up and so on. So when we think about reinvention, I think the key is to first think about, is my organization's knowledge per unit time increasing? I think that's what you need to start uh, thinking about in this uh, era of uh, data. Now, let me give you a couple of uh, illustrations. So, for example, pandemic literally transformed the tourism industry. So, if you are a player in the tourism industry, is your knowledge per unit time increasing? And what I mean by that is what destinations people went to earlier? What did they con consider as hygienic earlier? What were, so to say, touchy-feely kind of uh, destinations? As we move forward, what kind of hygiene factors are people expecting? What kind of destinations do they want to go to? What kind of travel accessories are they buying? This is about 100,000 comments, 4,000 destinations, and about 100-odd countries that needs to be analyzed. So you, is your organization analyzing that? Are you getting on top of this flow? I mean, as an example, one of the biggest tourist destinations, along with one of the biggest uh, ad agencies, is actually crunching this data because they want to reposition themselves. So that's the question you need to be uh, uh, you know, asking. Maybe another illustration, slightly different uh, industry is if you are, let's say, in the outsourced product development space, uh, there's a deluge of product information that's out there on the internet. You know, what products have got released? What is the customer feedback around that? What ran into issues? What recalls have happened? What regulatory issues have happened? Especially if you think healthcare domain, you know, the regulator literally tells why the product was recalled, why did it fail? Every detail is out there. So if you are in that industry, if you want to reinvent yourself, think sales, think business development, think about analyzing a lot of this data so that you have a very different way of understanding who you want to pitch to next. I mean, we think of it in terms of a very simple framework. There is input, process, and output. If the output has to change, either the input or process has to change or both. So if you want to reinvent the business model in your data deluge time, we think that you'll have to change both the input data streams and the process that you would adopt to change it. Insights analytics will allow data chaos to clarity. I just wanted to understand from you that when you said input and process, and I like the statement when you say that your per unit of, what did you call process per unit needs to be improved. Knowledge. No, yes, yes. Knowledge per unit time, yeah. Can you give some more insights and maybe Nisha can pitch in as well to give us some more insights that how the input and process, I understand that your data needs to be changed or the more information of data is, is there, but can you give some illustrations to explain this concept more? So I think, uh, let me give you a kind of a flip example. These days, everybody uses tools like kind of Google Analytics, right? So if you own a website, you want to know, you know how many people are coming to your website, how long are they spending time? What pages are they visiting? So that's a measure of knowledge if you actually think about it. So you're sitting inside this company, you're having a lot of people visit your website and you're trying to understand how much of knowledge is getting consumed over time. In a bigger organization, you will have to think on the same paradigm, but flip it around to say that what are your employees reading? What are they you know, consuming? Is that knowledge per unit time increasing? And if it is not increasing, I mean, and your output is not going to change, what in the input and process needs to change so that that fundamentally becomes different? And when we talk about input in this context, it's more data, right? Are you still looking at your traditional data sources? Are you conducting, let's say, surveys to understand what your customer needs? And going back to the tourism industry, 
when there is a context of fear in people if you go around administering a survey as to where do you want to go for your next vacation you can as well guess what kind of answers are going to come out so if you want to reinvent yourself then your data has to change so you cannot go and conduct those old methodologies so the input changes in terms of the data stream the process changes in the sense that you are no longer conducting a survey there has to be a more different elaborative data analytics and approach that you take and that's the only way you can change the output what is your view and maybe nisha will start with you that on demand insights how this will help especially the small businesses who are just trying to get their foothold in the real stream will help to speed up their business or 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 sustain their business so sachin for us when we talk about on demand insights uh, we almost think of it as spotify for insights and we truly believe that this i this is an idea whose time has come you know the idea is to have insights streamed to you on demand whatever your field of work actually you know we are living in the days of where the recommendation engines understanding individual better from right from you know how you like your coffee to which news items are interesting to you but in contrast how do we make decisions at work we actually don't give any personalized information to people at all what we instead end up giving them are you know huge reports industry you know outlooks sector maps we do those kind of things which are relevant sometimes to some people it may not be always relevant to everyone right because um insights business somehow has remained very manual it has remained you know a business that's dependent on consultants it is also dependent on you know tribal knowledge of the industry so if you are a small business owner uh, nothing is customized for you you are supposed to pick up a report that was supposedly done for let's say if you are in pharma sector uh, you are supposed to be picking up a report that will be used by a large pharmaceutical industry which is you are supposed to get your insights from pretty much the same report there's nothing personalized for you but your needs are probably very different from you know a large industry so what we are trying to do is to see that you know to understand the individual better really when we talk about on demand insights that's really going to be our focus to understand the individual and the business better and to give them what they need to equip them just like i say that in a if you go to a workplace a ceo makes 100 decisions in a year and an analyst also makes decisions but the decisions that they are making are fundamentally different and the data you know that they need or the insights they need are fundamentally different and yet what is getting served to them it's getting everything generic is getting served to them so we feel that that level of personalization is critical and it's possible actually in today's world it's possible so if you are a pharmaceutical owner that wants to know that where would my next pool of talent come from let's say that in, in pandemic time people lost a lot of employees actually a lot of migrant workers for instance in india went back and if you are looking for workforce where will that workforce come from that kind of question can be answered today specifically to your need or where should my next plant be that question can be answered specifically for you you don't have to go and look at an industry report so i think somewhere that sort of personalization element has been missing from insight industry and uh, that's exactly what we are trying to tackle here make your own i almost think of it as you know in spotify you have your own music and your own playlist make your own playlist which gives you personalized recommendations which work for you actually and you alone and you can you know go on to create your own personalized playlist and you know go on your navigating your journey where the more insights you grab from us the more we learn about you and we understand you know what is more relevant to you and we give you more and more of that so really you know we feel that this paradigm can be changed actually for a small business owner for an individual for an employee just make it very personal actually yeah so i think it's um, very well said so it is not one size fit for all so it has to be it has to be personalized marcha do you want to add something uh, what nisha mentioned 
No, I think the key uh, part here is that today we have come to a stage where, you know, a lot of these things can be digitized, right? Image, videos, everything was digitized. And now we have reached a stage where text is also digitized. And in recent years, there has been like tremendous programs, progress done in natural language processing and so on. And a lot of business insights are in textual form. So once you make it bits and bytes, it's all the same. I mean, Nisha, you know, alluded to Spotify, where there are songs. So if you continue with that analogy, you know, every text can actually be digitized and you can apply a lot of the paradigms that are there in the music industry to the insight industry. I think that's fundamentally what has, you know, completely uh, changed today. So you can take these massive data trails that are around, you can break it into chunks, start writing algorithms around that using just heuristic code or machine learning techniques. And uh, think of it as a song, but in this context, it's more an insight or it's a use case. And then you can start extrapolating from that. I'll help you with an extrapolation. So take a simple question like what programming language should I uh, learn to become proficient in artificial intelligence? Earlier, people had to go around asking experts, reading reports, like she was saying, maybe even hire a consulting firm. Today, that answer exists. It's there on Stack Overflow. The answer is Python. I think the only thing that's missing is a simple dashboard that gives you the answer, right? I think that's what is missing. We talked about a layer that's missing. So the data is there, the answer is there. And that's the answer you want to know. Now, just don't do AI, just you know, expand it to further multiple technologies. Now, suddenly you have a playlist, almost like a, a technology radar. Let's go a little bit deeper. You know, Let's say you're an automotive uh, company CEO, you're thinking electric vehicles. I think there are, I don't know, maybe about 100,000 patents the last time I looked in electric vehicles. You can't throw human beings to analyze that and come back and give you some insight, right? So you need to programmatically digitize literally every patent, put you know, programmatic M&A filters that can actually identify which companies have a portfolio of technologies that is closest to yours versus complementing yours. Uh, or which can help you fill a gap. So think of it as an M&A target list that is generated on a daily basis. No human-driven investment bank can ever do that. I think that's fundamentally uh, where digitization of data has uh, changed the paradigm. So you can actually start talking about customer playlists, M&A playlists, technology investment playlists, skill playlists, so it's almost like Spotify. You log in and you can almost start visualizing all these different class of insights across the industry that you are from, healthcare, automotive, aerospace. Obviously, it's all personalized, but all still aggregated in a single site. I think uh, um, that's a good point you, you brought, Arsha and Nisha. One thing which really is interesting that how can we enable a common man or people, whether it is small businesses or um, NGOs or social any kind of business use case and they don't need to be a data scientist to understand the insights because a simple common sense tied up with small understanding can enable them so what are your views that next two years how do you think that how is will there be any evolution coming up where everybody is so prone to data analytics and insights, on-demand insights, which will make the things much better for everybody. You can call it a new paradigm. And I think there are a lot of companies that have actually brought this new paradigm from e-commerce sites to video streaming platforms and so on. 
but if you actually see there is a common underlying pattern under that and i we believe that's the pattern that you know will actually make this uh, difference in the next 2 years like you are uh, asking so let me lay out that pattern for you so we call it you know the meta pull push model what we mean by that is you come and just like on a spotify kind of a site you will have to tell us what kind of uh, song genres you like that's pretty meta level you don't need to tell us which songs and then uh, you're provided a few songs and then the basis the way you listen to it the system learns and then becomes better at it that's the so it's a more of a it's a meta pull but ultimately it's a push Uh, kind of a model and this actual pattern has become become almost like the single biggest scale driver in recent past let me take a few examples so for i mean let me articulate it like this so if you think about uh, for billions of people in this world to you know access trillions of products the world needed amazon for billions of people to access trillions of videos the world needed youtube for billions of people to access trillions of songs that we have been talking about it the world needed spotify now come back to our context for billions of people to access trillions of insights there is no answer and that's what boggles us uh, here that there is no platform or a paradigm that actually can provide these insights in a seamless way like you already mentioned which anybody can use right it's almost like logging in and getting this uh, a set of insights that are uh, generated for you and that is what is missing and that's why we tend to use the word spotify for insights because just like you interact with spotify you don't need to learn coding you don't need to know any data science but you can navigate yourself to figure out what song you want so similarly what insight you need and i think the bigger thing that happens here i think nisha talked about eco chambers what this paradigm has also done is that if you leave it for people to figure out they will always try to consume what they want and that's what leads to these eco chambers so the advantage in this kind of a model is that you can also push a little bit of content so they at least see the other view if you will nisha you may have some examples yeah i wanted to add to some examples but you no know, just to reiterate one thing sachin you know picking on what you said i think the big message here is that everyone should be using data they will be using a lot more data to make their decisions and like harsha said beauty of it is that it's a low code or no code basis you really don't need to know anything at all you don't need to know how to do data analysis you don't need to know any coding and yet you can get a very sharp and incisive insight exactly the way you need it that's the beauty of the new solutions that are being developed I'll give you an example just to illustrate some more. One of the big consulting firms, and I have some background in it. Or uh, one of the big challenges is always, you know, for partners to how do you keep on top of, you know, your client's business evolution. So when you're making sales calls, how do you know what has happened with the client very recently? It's entirely possible, and I've seen this happen when clients are uh, a partner going to make a business call, and just the day before an earnings release has happened, and he may not have caught it. but with the approach that we are proposing what we have seen is the way partners are using this information is they say that every client is almost like you know harsha was referring to a genre you actually a client is a playlist and we keep tabs on that client so in terms of all the earnings release any technical investment technology investments they have had any hiring and firing that has happened anything that's happening or you know what is twitter buzzing about specifically about that client so before you are going to make that sales call we are able to pull all this together and give it to you very quickly 
and that and if you just listen to that snippet it could be just 10 minutes long if you have it what's been you know happening with that client and we have seen people use the power of data like that actually with us and i think that's really you know powerful if you are able to condense everything very quickly for someone another example i'll give you is one of it's a very diverse example india has an issue of youth skilling right we know that youth employment skilling all these have been really conversations people have been talking about now what would you how would you approach this let's say in traditional format right you would have to go to hr of large companies you would have to go ask them what are the openings what are you hiring for that information you get one it's sometimes it's also very dated right the and but if if you are responsible for skilling youth of india you that's not the way you go about it these are you know times in which you could actually go and look at let's say the startup landscape right very quickly and see what are the areas in which startups are emerging in which areas patents are being filed so you know what technologies are coming you could go look at technology libraries there are multiple ways of doing this and you could triangulate it to you know very quickly to what are the skills in which a youth need to be really skilled that's one use case that we came across for a client another one was very interesting we have this whole huge it firm that has a lot of people that they are skilled in a certain skill set now that skill set is no longer relevant it's redundant in this market so they want to upskill and cross skill their workers and they are asking what should they go to what you can do is you can almost create like a skill signature for a bunch of employees in terms of what are their skill sets that let's say they they can do c coding they can do java or such and so on and so forth if you know what their current skill sets are you can go and look at adjacencies in terms of learning to what are the upskilling and cross skilling which would be easiest for them to pick on to latch on to so there are skill signatures and skill transition maps that have been created because there is actually that much data out there that we can do something like this and entirely from the outside we don't need to be you know sitting with the hr from inside so these are like some of the examples which i think are really powerful right it's entirely public databases that information is out there it's only a matter of application right how are you going to use that data and provide an answer to someone that can use it today so really you know that's the power of it no i think th- thanks for that and some real good examples and scenarios as well i think ai and machine learning which is again a very important topic and without ai and machine learning these all insights are not possible it's all about crunching data predicting data or managing data or how do you model the data how do you analyze the data or understand this so ai and machine learning is very important so i think coming back to 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 concluding that and we have been using spotify for music and we have been using word music and playlist i think it's just i think it will not be a surprise that in coming months we hear this term spotify for analytics or on demand analytics or uh, playlist of analytics coming into the picture so i think very interesting and fascinating discussion today and reiterating the point that data and analytics and insights is not only for the people who understands the science or the technology behind it this is the real win of data analytics and insights is when the common person can use it and it is easily available to use it so as a final words nisha any final thoughts followed by harsha i think one of the things we should remember in this whole concept of you know when we talk about insight generation and all that is world is running on demand services right our food is on demand our songs are on demand our entertainment our news everything is on demand but when you think about what is the most value add for businesses and when you are at work and you need insights for big and small decision making that is that's where your information is not on demand and that is what really needs to change in this scenario 
it's almost we have managed to do everything peripheral and somehow people have not gotten to the crux of it and to add to it what harsha alluded to in the beginning our most valuable commodity these days is going to be time actually and our objective is really to ensure and i would reiterate this it's knowledge per unit time for people using machines to generate insights that are really high velocity and at and at high scale crunching humongous amounts of data and you know what this does is beautiful right because this is very different from business as usual since it's not humanly possible this approach also leads to very objective and i would say dramatically uncommon insights harsha yeah and i think you alluded to artificial intelligence right to get these insights uh, you can actually start thinking about everything goes into the learning uh, paradigm if you will so you can learn about people or you can learn con- contents so that you can generate these use cases and you can also which is an interesting thing is that everything out there is also increasingly becoming an ai system so how do you learn and interact with those uh, systems and once you start doing that the way people come to these kind of platforms get their knowledge and the kind of agility that comes into organizations can be kind of significantly uh, improved it's going to be tremendous and what this kind of will uh, ensure is that let's step back and think about it right earlier we used to do strategy plans for 7 years then it came down to 5 years then we started saying 3 then people started using 2 plus 1 then it became 1 plus 1 what we are saying here is it should be daily strategy planning and the only way to do that is to use a paradigm of uh, spotify for insight the next time anybody is taking a decision after hearing this conversation if you think people and not machines then you have already gotten it wrong you have been listening to your host sachin tonk on making data speak always remember that this is your podcast and you can contribute to the topics and themes i'm very hungry to hear from you to make this journey of making data speak a success so please leave your comments and views on linkedin facebook or on my website sachintong.com we will be back with a brand new episode in the next two weeks if you like what you heard don't forget to subscribe to our show on apple podcast spotify or wherever you listen <laughs>